Alright, so yeah, fucking. It's been a while. It's been like eight weeks since I put out a podcast. I know it's not ideal, but uh, it's under savage pressure for the leaving cert. So I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Um, today I'm going to break down like one of my favourite albums of all time. I think it's. I'm going to get some flack for this. Nobody will agree with this, but uh, I think Hedrick Lamar is possibly the greatest rapper. Not just at the moment, not just at life, of all time. And I think that Damn, definitely lyrically, Damn is the best album ever. Any genre. Ever. Lyrically, it's insane. Like, Maybe not some of Bob Dylan's albums. Like he did win a Nobel Prize for a reason. Blood on the Tracks is a savage album lyrically. But uh, I'd fuck Hendrix's Damn up there. So I'm just going to break down what I think the whole... There's like, there's so many levels to it. I'm going to break down what I think the idea is. So... For Dan, basically, first of all, it's an introspective piece. Like, It's clear that Kendrick is breaking down his own qualities. Even if you look at the titles, like Lust, um, Fear, Humble, like he's talking about his own feelings and himself, and he's, he's not holding back. He's showing the negative sides of how he thinks and the positive sides and reflecting on it, reflecting on his emotions and his thoughts. And obviously trying to become a better person. And as he said in an interview with, um, I think it's Zane Lowe, was your man on Beats. He said that, I'll find the quote here, I have it somewhere. He basically said that, yeah, he said, um, to pimp a butterfly would be the idea of the thought of changing the world. How we could work and how we approach things. Damn would be the idea of how I can't change the world until I change myself. So The Pimper Butterfly was his album before Damn. It's unbelievable as well. I might do a podcast on that someday, but for the moment we'll just work with Damn. But it's clear that what he's saying is like he spent he's made a lot of music criticizing politicians and I don't know, criticizing the way the world works, but now he's looking at himself, reflecting on himself and thinking he can't really be saying certain things unless he puts it into place in his own life. Um why does that keep sorry, something just keeps popping up on me, yoke. Alright. Alright, I'm just gonna get into it. So the first song, it's weird as fuck. Somebody, I heard somebody call it a parable, because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a story out of the Bible or something. It's called Blood, and I'll just read out the lyrics to it. So it starts off, and there's this guy called Bacon, I think. I can't say his name. He's a producer, but he's throughout the album, his voice is prevalent. And he keeps saying this thing. Is it wickedness? Is it weakness? Weak- is it wickedness? Is it weakness? You decide. Are we going to live or die? So I think what Kendrick is saying there is, even though he didn't say that, but I think the idea of that is, the idea, I think that is how he thinks the world is going to end, or like what the problems in the world are. Are they due to people's evilness, their wickedness, or just their weakness, that they can't help certain things? Okay, and then it goes into the main piece. So I was taking a walk the other day, and I seen a woman, a blind woman, pacing up and down the sidewalk. She seemed to be a bit frustrated, as if she had dropped something and having a hard time finding it. So after watching her struggle for a while, I decided to go over and lend a helping hand, you know? Hello, ma'am. Can I be of any assistance? It seems to me that you have lost something. I would like to help you find it. She replied, oh yes, you have lost something. You've lost your life. And then you hear this gunshot in the background. And again, that line is repeated. Is it wickedness? So it's really confusing but I think what the idea is Kendrick was asked is it like the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning and he said I can't answer that so I think this whole album is about how every beginning is an ending and every ending is a beginning I think the whole thing is about um, life cycles so in this story right there's this woman Kendrick says to her have you lost something and then she replies yes you have lost something saying to him and so it's it's as if they're one person, which is really confusing. Possibly it's an alter ego of him. Perhaps it's like um, the wicked inner self of him that wants to kill people. I don't know. Maybe he's reflecting on the deepest, darkest parts of his unconscious mind. There's also a possibility, this is my other theory, that it's the angel of death. Because, I don't know, Kendrick just has, like I don't know how many, but I'd say about 100 references to the bible and to his his religion throughout this album um i think it's either his own internal demons 
the angel of death or an alter ego of him. Maybe it's that his own internal demons of wickedness and weakness threaten his own life. I don't know. Alright, I'm going to move on to DNA. So DNA is kind of... The first line is new shit, new kung fu Kenny. So Kendrick used to have this nickname of K-Dot when he was younger, when he was growing up. Um, and on his last album, I think, did he say in The Pimp Butterfly, K-Dot? I'm not sure, but anyway, he used to call himself K-Dot, but throughout this album he starts calling himself Kung Fu Kenny. And I think the idea is that he's taken on a new persona in life. He's not that kid anymore who was trying to make it in the rap game. He's now cemented top of the fucking table. like, And um, he doesn't need to... He doesn't need to... I don't know, he's just flaunting it. Kung Fu Kenny. I think it's reference to your man in Rush Hour. Yeah, I read somewhere that it's a reference to your man in Rush Hour. But, um... He's, he talks about his DNA. He talks about, like... I suppose he's just bigging up his family and the people who've come before him. Like, he says, I've got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Then he talks about, like, the... More... Like, the... What's the word? Just like the illegal activities that his family have been involved in and people he knows have involved in. Cocaine quarter piece. Got war and peace inside my DNA. A quarter piece is like a quarter of an ounce of cocaine. So yeah. Uh, war and peace. Like There's always been conflict throughout his family and their lives. I got power, poison, pain and joy inside my DNA. Like first of all, the fucking alliteration is savage. Like the PPP. Like if I start getting into the poetic techniques he uses, we'll be here all day. But like the internal rhyme and the alliteration consonants assonance are unbelievable in this album. Like fucking, do you know what? Like we study poets in school. Like I'm studying D. H. Lawrence, Paul Dirk. Paul Durkin's shit. First of all, Paul Durkin is a dark poet. Like uh, anyway, D. H. Lawrence I like. He's pretty good. Uh, Wordsworth deadly. But like. We should be studying fucking Kendrick Lamar. Like he's just as good as any of them. Certain verses in this album are unbelievable. Like we should even be studying Bob Dylan. He won a Nobel Prize for literature. Like why aren't we studying him? Why are we still just studying poets? I think it's a lot of shit. But anyway, that's for another day. So I got parapoise and pain and joy inside my DNA. Then he talks about an immaculate conception. Maybe that's about him. I don't know. Maybe he's comparing himself to Jesus. Cause throughout this album he does kind of seem to put this idea of what's the word like not celestializing himself not making himself like a god but not far off it you know what i mean and he says yeshua new weapon and yeshua is the hebrew word for jesus i think he could be talking about himself there um i just kill shit because it's inside my dna I know murder, conviction, burners, boosters, burglars, ballers, dead, redemption, scholars, fathers, dead, kids, and I wish I was fed forgiveness. It's savage. It's just unbelievable. He's just talking about all the different, like, the negatives, the positive within his family background. And again, he then he references Nazareth. Nazareth. He says, and Nazareth go and plead his case. That's where Jesus was born. Um, the reason my powers here on earth salute the truth when the prophets say prophet again like it's constantly referenced in the bible I think Kendrick has said a lot of stuff about religion he, he doesn't believe in like organized institutionalized religion he just believes in his own like relationship with God or whatever he believes in he just prays himself so it's really interesting like most people who are really really religious do go to church or go to some sort of are, are part of an organized religion but he's not it's kind of cool Anyway, there's a little insert in this from a guy on Fox News, a Fox News printer called Gerald Rivera, and it says, this is why I say that hip-hop has done more damage to young African-Americans than racism in recent years. Like, whoever that chap is, he's a fucking ignorant cunt. Like, he's just an absolute bigot. He doesn't have a clue what's going on. That's obviously why Kendrick put that in there, just to highlight his stupidity and then to shoot back at him, like, because obviously that chap's a fucking idiot, like. Um... Then he says, this is my heritage, all I'm inheriting, money and power, the Mecca of marriages. Mecca is... Oh, no, I don't want to get this wrong, because I could be offending people. I think Mecca is a very prevalent place in Islam. I think it's... Oh, I can't remember what it is exactly, but again, it's referencing religion. Okay, I'm going to move on to the next song on the album. It's called Yeah. Um... Again, this song heavily references religion. I'll just read out a bit, a, a bit of an excerpt from it. I'm not a politician. I'm not about a religion. 
I'm an Israelite, don't call me black no more. That word is only a colour, it ain't facts no more. Throughout this album, he references being an Israelite, and there's a phone call with his cousin, uh, Carol, that I'll speak about later on, where Carol says that his people, black people, are Israelites. And there's, I'll get into it later, actually, yeah, I'll get into it later, but it's very interesting. Um, I suppose he's just saying, like, <laughs> the idea of labels of black, white, it doesn't really matter, I suppose. And he identifies more with his religion than he does with just being called black. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. Um, then he says, Deuteronomy says that we've all been cursed. I know he walks the earth. Deuteronomy is a part, a section of the Bible. And it's about how the Israelites are a cursed people. And that's, it's kind of, I think, I'm not sure if it's an explanation or what the idea is. But it just talks about how, like, people of colour have just gone through just incredible hardships over many many different lifetimes and yeah and then he says i know he walks the earth temptation is first on my list i can't resist yeah kendrick said he doesn't believe in organized religion he says believe in god it's only one god fuck all that relationship believe in one god and do right try your best do right we ain't perfect just do that and everything will be straight i suppose he kind of thinks he probably sees the negatives of organized religion I mean, I won't get into that, but obviously, like, there's a awful history of just child abuse in the Catholic Church, and, like, the sale of indulgences is pretty fucked up. They, at a, there was a period in, a couple hundred years ago, like, but where they basically made people pay to get into heaven, kind of an idea, which is a lot of shit. But anyway, yeah, fuck it, I'll keep going. Alright. The next song is Element, and this song is just basically Kendrick saying he's in his best form of his life. He is top of the fucking world, best rapper in the world, and it's like he's indefatigable, just can't be stopped. He says, and again, it starts with new Kung Fu Kenny. It's this whole persona of like, I'll fuck anybody up. That's kind of, you know what I mean? And he says, ain't nobody praying for me. Y'all know what happens on earth stays on earth. I don't know what that's about. That is a recurring line throughout the album. What happens on earth stays on earth. And he even said that he was thinking about calling the album that. So it must be really important. Um, maybe it's just like the idea that while you're alive, that's your time to do what you want to do. When you're dead, you can't do anything anymore. So just make the most of your life, I suppose. Live in the present moment. Jesus Christ, something keeps going mental on my computer. Alright, alright, it's gone. Anyway, he says, I'm willing to die for this. Put the Bible down and go eye for an eye. D.O.T. my enemy won't catch a vibe for this that's interesting because D.O.T. he's spelling out K.Dot so he's saying that K.Dot is his enemy his former self is his enemy he's trying to always better himself I suppose and get better at just rapping and get better as an artist my daddy commissary made it to common um, made it to commas so that's a really interesting line a commissary is like a thing when you're in prison your family members can like give you money and it's like a, a shop where you can buy stuff with it so it's like he's saying he put so much money in that it's got commas, like loads and loads of zeros. Do you get me? It's clever. Um. So ain't, ain't nobody praying for me. Oh yeah, he says, bitch, all my grandmas is dead. So ain't nobody praying for me. I'm on your head. That's a really prevalent line throughout the album. He talks about how he thinks that nobody's praying for him. I suppose, given how much like money he has, how famous he is, a lot of people probably ask him for help, probably ask him for money, monetary help, and just words of wisdom in general because he's a really intelligent person but i suppose he feels like maybe people take too much from him and don't give enough back um yeah and then he says they won't take me out my element now nah, my element i'm allergic to a bitch can't say that word that's the n-word anyway an imaginary rich can't say that one again but anyway, he basically goes on and he's just kind of dissing everyone in the game and just saying like he's the best. He says Mr. 1 through 5, that's the only logic. So he's not just in the top 5, he's every spot in the top 5. He's number 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, you know what I mean? It's just it's fucking braggadocious stuff. like. Um. Okay. And in fear, Kendrick's cousin Carl says, we are a cursed people. And then there's a line here that says, damned if I do, damned if I don't. God damn us all if you won't. So it's again talking about the Israelites, how they're a curse of people. Um, most of y'all throw rocks and try to hide your hand. That's another line in there. About people who, I think what he's saying there is he's talking about people who've sent sneak disses. 
so that's where you like there's somebody in a song but you don't say their name so it might not be about them it's kind of just like a bitch move i suppose i don't know but they're he's saying that people are throwing rocks but then hiding their hand like they're acting like they didn't throw it you know what i mean it's clever and then he says in the last lp which is a long playing record it's just his last album last lp i tried to lift black artists but it's a difference between black artists and whack artists so maybe he's shooting at i don't know who's on his last album fuck off the top of my head i can't think but it could be roasting like all the people in that he brought up on that album saying they're not as good as he is i don't know um where are we like there's a history of like beef between drake and kendrick i don't know if it's serious or if it's just like part of a competitive nature because they're both like in in at the best in the world right now like on king coon to on to Bimba butterfly kendrick says i can dig rapping but a rapper with a ghost stripe writer what the fuck happened oh no i swore i wouldn't tell is that about drake because there's all these um your man what's his name quentin miller was apparently writing some lyrics for drake and jake kind of said like oh it wasn't that big a deal like we were both in the studio he taught us some stuff i taught us some stuff but yeah it's a big thing in hip-hop like that you write your own bars uh, but apparently a lot of people do and it's not really common knowledge but there's a lot of people who are acting like they write the lyrics but they don't and then on what's that song called dark side or something he flipped drake's verse or drake's hulk from energy and said but still i got enemies giving no energy i don't want to fight now subliminally sending me all of this hate I thought I was holding the mic down. So again, subliminally sending. It's the same as the seek. This is throwing rocks, hiding your hand. Saying things, but not fully saying it with your chest. Not saying, yeah. You know what I mean? Alright. In feel, the intro is, ain't nobody praying for me. He's again talking about this kind of thing where he feels alone in the world, I suppose. I'm not sure what it is. And he says, like, he feels, I feel a chip on my shoulder. I feel like I'm losing my focus. I feel like I'm losing my patience. I feel like my thoughts in the basement. I feel like you're miseducated. I feel like I don't want to be bothered. I feel like you make it be the problem. You may be the problem. Is he talking to his fans? Has the fame caused, is the fame just wrecking his head? Too much attention? Then he says, the world is ending. I'm done pretending. And fuck you if you get offended. I feel like friends been overrated. I feel like the feelings are changing. I feel like my thoughts of compromise is jaded. Thoughts of compromise. It sounds like he's saying that there's a point where he wasn't making the music he wants to make. <laughs> Feel like you want to scrutinize how I made it, which is like what I'm doing now. So maybe he wouldn't be happy about this one. But anyway, probably won't ever meet him. Let's be real. Um, I feel like debating on who the greatest can stop it. I am legend. I feel like all of y'all is peasants. I feel like all of y'all is desperate. Again, he's just saying he's greatest in the world. <laughs> This is a an interesting line. The feeling of bad dope. A quarter ounce manipulated from soap. So what he's saying there is, again, that a quarter ounce is a quarter ounce of like cocaine or whatever drug, I suppose. And he's saying manipulated from soap. What he's saying there is it's not like all the drug. A, a part of it is just like crushed up soap mixed in to make it look like there's more than there is to make more money. So it's um he's saying that like he feels fake and superficial i suppose not like real or maybe he's not talking about himself maybe he's talking about other people that are superficial and then he says the feeling of false freedom of force freedom poison that fill him up in prison and what he's talking about there is i think he's talking about ronald reagan there was a point ronald reagan um started the war on drugs he was a president of america and he it's come out in recent years a lot of people said it, it like he basically just did it to target black people and to imprison loads of black people to he they basically flooded there are like a lot of conspiracies that think that the CA flooded certain areas like LA with cocaine and loads of drugs to try and get black people to ha- have more drugs to get involved in more in drug dealing and then for the police to raid their homes and like arrest them like even like reagan made um psychedelics illegal and made like a stigma around them and nowadays like there's a lot of psychologists who are using psychologists to treat people with depression to treat people who have suicidal thoughts especially and to treat people who are 
like terminally ill like they are gonna die and to try and help them with the acceptance of death psychedelics have a huge value possibly more than like certain antidepressants being used at the moment in the mental health industry and reagan set, set everyone back like 50 years by just putting a stigma on all drugs and saying they were bad um then this bit is kind of like kendrick talks about being like constricted he felt he says i feel like it's just me i feel like i can't breathe i feel like i can't sleep i feel heartless off and off this feeling of falling falling apart dark hours i'm not sure if he's talking about some sort of depression inner demons or what's going on but it seems like possibly due to the fame the level of fame he's experiencing i don't know he he can't come to terms with what's going on in his life he can't come to terms with the fame um And he ends the whole verse with, I feel like the whole world want me to pray for him, but who the fuck praying for me? Again, emphasising this whole thing, if he doesn't think people are praying for him, he thinks he's on his own in the world. Um. So the next track on the album is Loyalty. And this is, he has Rihanna, some song, unbelievable. But I suppose what he's talking about is just um, where people's loyalty lies. Is it to like their family members, to America, to the government, to their friends you know what i'm saying so the hook is the secrets it's a secret society all we ask is trust all we got is us loyalty 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 and then the kendrick's verse he says my resonant my resume is real enough for two millenniums i meditate and moderate all of my wins again i put my logic i put my lyric and my lifeline on the line so he's saying my resume is real enough for two millenniums i've done so much stuff i've won so many awards i'm so great that for the next two millennium I could do nothing and get any job you know what I mean with the CV he's done so much I meditate and moderate all of my wins he he takes a step back from life I suppose contemplates and then yeah he does seem to be a very just introspective intelligent person and he just takes a step back thinks about something before he goes into it I suppose in Rihanna's verse he just kind of like Wait, is that Rihanna or fuck it, is it Kendrick? No, I think that's Kendrick still. I'm a savage, I'm an asshole, I'm a king. I done been down so long, last hope. Kendrick references internal demons and I think depression many times throughout this album. And on the song, I think it's the song You, he talks about it as well. I think Kendrick has definitely gone through some very dark thoughts. Then they say, tell me who you love to. Is it love for the streets when the light gets dark? Is it unconditional when the rowry don't start? Tell me when your loyalty is coming from the heart. Unconditional when the Ferrari don't start. Ferrari, like, do you just love your material possessions? Is that what you? Is that all you care about in this world? Tell me who you're loyal to. Do it start with your woman or your man? Do it end with your family or friends? Is there anybody you would lie for? Anybody you? Anybody you would slide for? Anybody you would die for? That's what God for. So he's saying maybe the ultimate person to be loyal to is for God, and that you should be ready to die for God. That's what he's saying. Maybe he's saying you should die for your family as well, and your family and friends, your woman or your man. That kind of... It sounds like he's saying as well, like, it's just for God. And that kind of fits in with one of the commandments. Like, what is it? Have no strange gods before me. Like, I am the one God, the only God. So maybe that's what he's trying to do, reference that commandment. And the outro says, it's so hard to be humble. Humble is another one of the songs on the album. It's so hard to be... humble it's so hard to be lord knows i'm trying lord knows i'm dying the next song is pride and i suppose again this is i think this is the greatest song ever written man i think the the verses in this are oh man i'll get into it now but it's fucking it's insane but the intro is says love's gonna get you killed but pride's gonna be the death of you and you and me and you and it goes on but it's interesting so love's gonna get you killed but pride's gonna be death so maybe he's saying death is worse than being killed i'm not sure Maybe he's saying that love would make somebody murder, but pride could make you die in a different way. You might not necessarily get murdered by somebody, but you could die from some other illness. I don't know. Then there's a chorus that says, Me, I wasn't taught to share, but care. In another life, I surely was there. Me, I wasn't taught to share, but care. I care. I care. 
Maybe this is Kendra talking about growing up through poverty. Maybe he didn't have enough money or possessions to share with people. Like there's always that there's that phrase sharing is caring. But maybe he wasn't able to share with people because he didn't have much. But he always cared. He always showed care and kindness to other people. The first verse, this verse is one of the greatest verses ever written, man. Like again, we should be fucking studying this in school, but study Paul Darkin, Nessa. Yeah, Paul, Nessa by Paul Darkin. Deadly poem. Fuck it, it's so bad. Anyway, we should be studying Kendrick. Hell raising, wheel chasing, new worldly possessions. Flesh making, spirit breaking, which one would you lessen? That's insane, like. So, like, he's talking about chasing superficial things, cars, wheel chasing, new worldly possessions, like, all about material possessions. Flesh making could be about sex, spirit breaking, breaking somebody's heart, hurting people. Which one would you lessen? Which one of these things would you reduce? The better part, the human heart, you love them or dissect them. Happiness or flashy, flashiness, how do you serve the question? The human heart, you love them or dissect them. Do you break people's hearts? Dissect to break open. Yes, I think that's what it means. Like, Do you break people's hearts open or do you love them? And then he says, see, in a perfect world, I would be perfect. I don't trust people enough beyond the surface world. Maybe he's speaking about loyalty there. He has no trust for people. He doesn't. He's not. They're not loyal to him. Um, I don't love people enough to put my faith in man he doesn't trust people again he can't put his faith in them if he doesn't love them I put my faith in these lyrics he wrote them, he can trust them because they're true to himself, that's the only thing he can trust hoping I make a band maybe he's saying that rappers are usually just rapping on their own you know what I mean, there's people involved in the production but they're not part of a band maybe the lyrics and himself are two different entities part of a band I understand I can't I, I ain't perfect I probably won't come around this time I might put you down last time I ain't give a fuck I still feel the same now my feelings might go numb you're dealing with cold thumb I suppose this, uh, this is where he's talking about how like Kendrick knows so many people he probably doesn't have time to reply to everybody so there's a phrase cold shoulder give somebody a cold shoulder to ignore somebody but here he says you're dealing with cold thumb I think he's talking about like typing on his phone with his thumb so he's saying that he's ignoring people's texts which is like so clever if that's what he's going for that's insane and he says I'm willing to give up a, a leg and an arm to show empathy from pity parties and functions of you and yours maybe he's saying he only goes to people's parties because he feels sorry for them but he's trying to change his ways and feel empathy understand other people's emotions then he says a perfect world you probably live another 24 that is a really interesting line that comes from there's this statistic that hasn't actually been proven but it's kind of like almost a myth or a legend at this point that there was a point where black men had an average life expectancy of 24 in certain areas in america which is like insane like that's so young that's possibly due to all the the problems in the areas they were living in so he's saying like in a perfect world young men still will only live another lifetime which is still only 24 to 48 years old which most people would live far longer than that and then he says I can't fake humble just because your ass is insecure that's an interesting line in verse 2 this verse is insane as well verse 2 alright now in a perfect world I probably won't be insensitive cold as December but never remember what winter did fucking hell like the internal rhyme on that is insane so yeah he talks about being insensitive throughout this giving people the cold thumb going to pity parties he talks about his problem with problems with experiencing empathy for other people then he says he's cold as december december is obviously a winter month it's cold he's acting in a cold manner to people but never remember what winter did what does that mean maybe it's rem remembering back on previous times of being cold to people Remember on back on times people have been called to him previous winters. This is this current December, but if you go with the last winter, something else happened. I don't know. It seems like he doesn't have much remorse at times, and other times he does. Uh, he can, he seems heartless and insensitive. I wouldn't blame you for mistakes I made or the bed I laid. Here he's taking accountability. He's saying I fucked up. I made my bed and I'll lay in it now. And then he says, seems like I point the finger just to make a point nowadays. Smiles and cold stares, the temperature goes there. Really clever line. He keeps emphasising coldness, not being kind to people. And cold stares, the temperature. He's referencing a 
cold temperature. Do you know what I mean? It's this whole constant allegory of coldness. Um, indigenous disposition feel like we belong here. That's one of the most amazing lines I've ever heard. So like indigenous disposition means to be indigenous to a place is that you naturally grow up in this place and your disposition is like your manners, how you act, the kind of person you are. So he's saying that people are a product of their environment and maybe he's referencing that people from where he grew up on in in Compton act a certain way that other people might criticise but like you don't understand because you aren't from there. You you like you can't criticise the way somebody acts. They grew up in a completely different set environment from you. They grew up around hardship. They probably could have grown up around drug abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse and like people, especially like your man on Fox News who was saying like African American rapper has done more da- damage to African Americans and all this. He's saying that, but he hasn't come from that area. He doesn't understand because he doesn't have empathy or compassion. He doesn't know what they've been through. <laughs> then he says, I know the walls they can listen. I wish they could talk back. He has a line about, um, fuck, what is that song? He has another song a few albums back. If these walls could talk. He's always talking about that. I think it's like, the he's talking about the tragedies that happen within homes. And the good times, I suppose, as well. The good times and the bad times. And, like, the walls, if they could talk, they would talk about the things they've seen. Is it because of fond memories or atrocities committed, though? You know what I mean? The heart becomes repetition. The love almost lost that. He talks about repetition. A repetitive cycle. Like, abuse becomes the abuser. That whole phenomenon. Again, this reference to what I was saying at the start of the album. He talks about life cycles throughout this. How every beginning is an end and every end is a beginning if somebody like bullies are often people who've been hired by people in their own lives and then they want to feel that kind of they have an inferiority complex due to that and they want to feel that kind of uh, confidence by exerting pain over somebody else heart becomes repetition the cyclical nature of abuse you know what I mean this is one of my favourite lines I've ever written sick venom in men and women overcome with pride Sick venom in men and women. Like that internal rhyme's insane. Chaps on a different fucking level. Sick venom in men and women. So he's saying that people are tormented by like toxic tendencies, I suppose. Like overcome with pride. They're too prideful and it they end up being just pricks of the people, I suppose. A perfect world is never perfect, only filled with lies. He says that the idea of a perfect world is impossible, I suppose. If, and if you were to think a world was perfect, it would just be shrouded in lies and de- deception it wouldn't actually be real promises are broken and more resentment come alive race barriers make inferior you and I now he's talking about himself and like other black people how barriers between race black people just receive prejudice that's what he's saying basically and do you notice he says you and I he's making a personal connection with the listener that's a really clever technique then he says, see, in a perfect world, I'll choose faith over riches. I'll choose work over bitches. I'll make schools out of prisons. I'll take all the religions and put them all in one service just to tell him we ain't shit, but he's been worth it. So here he's just saying, like, if the world was perfect and he was perfect, he would do good in every possible times. But sometimes we, as human beings, we naturally just tend to our vices, tend to the things we want to do. We go out and we drink and we do whatever. We don't do the right thing. It's very difficult to do the right thing all the time. And when he says, but he's been worth it, I think it's a capital H, right? I think he's talking about God. Because he says that he'll take all the religions and put them all on one service and just amalgamate them for one God. Because again, he says like he doesn't like the idea of institutionalized religions. So maybe he would think that the world would be a better place if there was just... Fuck me, that's really interesting actually. Would the world be a better place if there was just one religion that everyone believes in? Possibly, like... Because there's probably been, there's been a lot of like wars over different religions. Fuck, oh, that's really interesting. I need to write that down. Okay, so to summarize that song, he's saying that humans are corrupted by vice and pleasure seeking, hedonistic tendencies, like predilection. We have a pre predilection to want pleasure. You do, like, everyone does. Like, men are designed to fucking, in your caveman brain, you decide to just spread the seed. And, like, that's that. So that's why people cheat, you know what I mean? It's they can't, they don't have the emotional maturity to get over there urges to cheat you know what I mean I suppose yeah that's it humans are corrupted by vice and pleasure seeking they're 
the two reasons for like all the hardships in the world people seek power causes so much death yeah that's it man that is the one problem with human beings we're not perfect if we could override the cognitive dissonance and not seek pleasure if we could always do the right thing everyone would be perfect the world would be perfect but that's not a possibility like all right humble is basically <laughs> i'm not sure if it's kendrick saying he's humble i think he's kind of just saying like fuck being humble yeah i think that's what it is he's saying fuck being humble i'm just on my he's he's on his braggadocious thing again best in the world and he's just wants everyone to know that so i won't go too deep into this one because it's not like the last one it's not where you have to contemplate every line a lot of the lines are kind of obvious in what he's saying it's just kind of like fuck it i'm the best so he talks about like growing up in poverty first the first line he says like um i remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances so he's saying he came up he grew up with like cheap food and crime allowances money made off of crime money made through ill-gotten means like um my left stroke just went viral like could be he could be talking about like a boxing like left stroke punching somebody in the face or he could be talking about sex strokes anyway right stroke put little baby in a spiral again that's where it's like he could either be talking about knocking somebody out in a boxing match or making a girl reach an orgasm baby in a spiral you know what i mean like your mind is spiraling it's kind of a tricky one you know what i mean it could maybe it's meant to have two a double meaning maybe it's meant to be an innuendo like then he says soprano c we like to keep it on a high note a soprano is like uh a singer and i'm not sure what the term is i don't know music that well fucking it's like a high note <laughs> what the fuck is that it's like a, a singer who has a high pitch like in a chorus so he's saying we like to keep it on a high note we like to just keep everything positive the chorus is bitch be humble sit down it's just telling people should, like shut the fuck up i suppose then he says this is a great line i'm so fucking sick and tired of this photoshop show, show me something natural like afro on richard Pryor. show me something natural like ass with some stretch marks he's um shooting out against like i suppose the toxic fashion industry and how like they edit pictures of women and make them unrealistic so that everybody you know what i mean like people are over this is what it is like humans in the modern day and age with technology we're oversaturated with instant gratification like you can go on your phone and you can look at porn and you, like that's gonna fuck your head up if you're seeing like unrealistic images of women and men having sex like it's gonna feed your mind subconsciously which is like you're gonna have like um an ideal version of women in your mind and you're not gonna be able to find women who are like that and it's the same in like the fashion industry like they photoshop models faces they photoshop out stretch marks and scars and spots and anything to make unrealistic expectations of women it's fucked man it's not it's not good for people's it's not good for people's heads anyway in the next song lust this song the first few lines are a bit disturbing it's like I'll read it out. I think I'm not sure if Kendrick's talking about like his own like psychologists often say that like you need to confront your deepest darkest thoughts. Like you I was a Freud who talked about the shadow. It was like your darkest possible thoughts. Like if you have an urge to rape someone in your mind, you need to confront that and make sure that you don't actually end up doing that. And I think that could be what's going on in here. Maybe Kendrick's confronting his deepest, darkest thoughts, or maybe he's just taking on a persona of somebody else who's trying to pressure women into something. The first few lines is, um, too close to comfort, as blood rush my favourite vein. I think he's talking about his penis. Like, um, it's not funny, though, because this line is a bit fucked. Heartbeat racing like a junkie's. And there he's talking about like the image of veins, junkies um, put needles into their veins to shoot up whatever heroin it's interesting metaphor and then he says i just need you to want me am i asking too much let me put the head in let me put the head of penis in you know what i'm saying like he's he's pressuring a girl he's keeping at her like he says "Ooh, i don't want more than that girl i respect the cat cat pussy you know what i'm saying vagina that's what he's trying to reference there um i promise just to touch let me put the head in if it's okay she said it's okay so this is really really fucked up he's coercing a girl trying to 
force a girl into a sexual act and like I don't think he's talking about us himself now that I think about it I don't think he's talking about his darkest urges I think he's taken on a role of somebody who is like a, an abuser I think what he's trying to do is like artists are very scared to like break the boundaries it'd be very it's fucking it's, it takes a lot of balls to do something like that I think what he's doing is actually highlighting people who are like this and just showing how fucked up it is he's not saying like that it's a good thing he's literally doing the opposite he's criticising abusers and like yeah no it's actually really brave when you think about it and then the rest of the song is just kind of yeah people tend into their vices he's, and this is what he says throughout the album like he's saying people tend into their vices and pleasure seeking is what corrupts the world and fucks the world up so it goes like this wake up in the morning thinking about money kick your feet up watch you a comedy take a shit then roll some weed up go hit you with a go fucking a bitch don't go to work gay he's talking about kind of a, a monotonous cycle but where you're indulging all the things that are easy to do rather than doing the hard things um, he might also be referencing how people from poor areas are kind of trapped in a cycle with no way out they don't really get enough ed- education to try and get a good job and they're not taught about like they don't receive enough education to get out of the system they're trapped in a cycle because of institutionalized racism okay and he talks about certain rappers and their kind of way of living looking for confirmation hoping the election wasn't true all of us worried all of us buried and our feelings deep times pass and things change so he's obviously talking about Donald Trump there saying like hoping it wasn't true but it's too late now but then he says people forget about it quickly reverting back to our daily program stuck in our ways lost and the bridge goes like this lately I feel like I've been lost and over fame lately we lost on the same routine of shame lately 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 my lust has been heightened lately it's all con- contradiction lately in James 4 4 this is part of the bible says friend of the world is enemy of the lord brace yourself lust is all yours yeah I suppose Kendrick is again in this song he's just emphasising how people tend to their losses what fucks the world up and I suppose he's trying to he does it himself but he's trying to say like if you don't do that you will improve your life and the lives of people around you then the next song is very contrasting with the previous one it's love and lust and love are kind of close in some ways and very different lust is kind of like just doggedly fucking seeking after sex but love is where you actually like care about a person I think in this song he's probably talking about his is he married to her or are they I'm not sure is it it's just his girlfriend I think he's married I think he has a wife he's probably talking about her and it goes like this damn love or lust damn all of us give me a run for my money there is no body no one to outrun me no body no one to outrun me top of the world best in the game love or lust damn all of us maybe he's talking about how all these emotions damn pe- damn people maybe he's again referencing the cursed people the Israelites maybe he's saying that all of our emotions are what damn us all of our emotions not just the vice seeking and the pleasure seeking but every part of our of the way we are is what damns us humans are just naturally imperfect beings okay then he says I want to be with you hey, I want to be with you just love me just love me the refrain says, if I minimise my net worth, would you still love me? So that just means if I reduced all of the money, if I didn't have any money, would you still care about me? Keep it 100. I'd rather you trust me than to love me. That's a really interesting line. Kendrick seems to battle with trust a lot throughout this song. Like loyalty, he references trust. And when he thinks that nobody's praying for him, maybe he doesn't trust people. So he'd rather that somebody trust him than to love them. Because I suppose you could love somebody, but you could still do wrong by them. You could love someone and still cheat on them. It's fucking hell, that's really interesting. Then he says, keep it a whole hundred. I don't got you, I got nothing. Maybe, I, I assume he's talking about his wife there. I assume he's saying, like, he's nothing without her. She is, like, the one thing in his life that he just cares about. Then there's a line that's really interesting in the next verse that says, backstroke oversee. And I think that's an idea that he was, it's a metaphor saying that, like, a hyperbolic, exaggerated allegory, a metaphor saying that, like, he would swim backwards over the sea just for her. The next song is really interesting. It's with, like, <laughs> there's a band called U2, and 
they're Irish, like the lead singer's Bono, like really famous Irish band, but it, you wouldn't think Kendrick could have a song with you two. It's a really strange mix up, but it makes sense. This song is crazy. It's about it's called XXX, right? And there's three murders in this song. There's three different uh, scenes of murders. And when somebody dies, like, you know, in a cartoon, people will draw, like, X's over their eyes to symbolize somebody's dead. X's symbolize death. So I think that's the title. The point of the title is to symbolize death. It could also be, because he talks about America, it could also be, there's three letters, and USA has three letters. He could be referencing America. I'm not sure. And Kendrick spoke about this song, and he said, like, it's kind of, like, erratic, and his voice, he... Kendrick is great at like putting on different voices, manipulating his cadence and his flow to sound completely different in different songs. And his voice sounds erratic in this song. And the flow is erratic, like it's fucking all over the shop. And he said in an interview, it's an idea of complete chaos and madness, but organized, ma- organized madness, controlled madness. Us trying to control this madness, which is fascinating. Like, So he said, the intro is intro is by your man Beckon again and I keep I forgot to say but there's a DJ called Kid Capri and he's the guy who always says Kung Fu Kenny every song and he says uh, what happens on earth stays on earth as well and this song the intro goes like this America God bless you if it's good to you America please take my hand can you help me understand and he's about to say understand but then Kid Capri comes in and it's like Kung Fu Kenny and the B comes in as it goes like that like it cuts in Um. And then he goes, throw a stake off the ark to a pool full of sharks, he'll take it. The ark is again referencing the Bible. Maybe he's saying that he's traveling on a new journey in his life. But there's still sharks going after him, fucking people tailing him, trying to trying to bring about his demise, bring about the end to his life. But if he can appease them by just throwing them a stake, maybe throwing them some money, maybe that's the idea. Leave him in the wilderness with a sworn nemesis, he'll make it. He's talking about somebody who is indefatigable, impervious to anybody. Like, he'll fuck anybody up. <laughs> That's basically it. Like, he'll kill an enemy. You know what I mean? He'll make it. He's dogged. Take the gratitude from him. I bet he'll show you something. Whoa. Take the gratitude from him. I bet he'll show you something. I suppose what he's saying there is... if When people aren't gracious and appreciative of everything in their life, they become vice seeking that's what it is man yeah when people don't appreciate stuff they seek everything and nothing appeases their like insatiable needs for things and then here he talks about killing somebody and he says walk myself to the court like bitch i did that so he's saying he kills someone the first murder and then he says i did it he's he has no shame in saying i did it in the courthouse so it's chaos again nobody would do that then he talks about this kid johnny i don't know and johnny's like a very stereotypical white name i'm not sure if that's on purpose or not maybe he's talking about how white people have become infatuated with black culture which is true like i'm white i'm fucking doing this right now you know what i mean how so many white people are listening to black rappers but they don't understand what they're talking about because they come from somewhere completely different johnny don't want to go to school no more no more johnny said books ain't cool no more johnny want to be a rapper like his big cousin johnny caught a body yesterday out hustling God bless America, you know, we all love him. So he talks about somebody who is brought away from the life of education to the life of the street life of hustling. But I don't think Kendrick is saying this is a reality. I think he's saying, like, this is what people think happens, that people see rappers and then they want to be like them and do their... He's saying, like, he's kind of taking the piss. It's satirical out of people like your man on Fox News who think that, like, rapping is causing problems and with black people it's not it's it's a fucking it's a way out it's not a cause of any problems like anyway and there's this phrase used in america it's really weird it was used to get people to enlist in the army and it was like johnny get your gun so i think he might be flipping that i'm not sure then in the second verse the second murder occurs and he it's about a guy whose kid has been murdered and um, by people who because he he owed them money so it says yesterday I got a call like from my dog like 101 this is Kendrick he's talking about somebody else getting a call from him said they killed his only son because of insufficient funds some rhyme scheme there insane but he's saying he, did, he didn't have enough money to pay some people and so they killed his son he was sobbing he was mobbing way belligerent and drunk 
talking out his head philosophizing and what the Lord had done so he's questioning if the Lord is good that's what people often do like people follow God sometimes blindly almost and then when something bad happens they think oh sure maybe there can't be a God because of this he said Kedah can you pray for me now it's interesting that he calls him Kedah so this must have been when Kendrick was younger this isn't in recent times because Kedrick doesn't call himself Kedah anymore this must have been years ago he says can you pray for me and Kendrick talks throughout the song about how nobody's praying for him but he's being asked to pray for other people um, ah shit my phone after fell off the table anyway then he says it's been a fucked up day for me I know that you anointed show me how to overcome Kendrick is saying here that like I suppose he's so religious that he's almost like a priest or a nun to be anointed means to like be made into like a member of the like clergy a clergy member like a priest or something or a monk but he doesn't believe in organized religion so this kind of goes against his whole concept but maybe that's him saying like you don't need organized religion to be anointed you can just be really really religious and have a close relationship with god and you don't need all that stuff then he goes on he was looking for some closure hoping i could bring him closer to god to the spiritual my spirit to do no better but i told him i can't sugarcoat the answer for you this is how i feel if somebody kill my son that that means somebody getting killed Tell me what you do for love, loyalty, and passion of all the memories collected. Moments you can never touch. So he's saying, like, this is how... Because of where he comes from, this is his mindset. It's kill or be killed, it's do or die, it's an eye for an eye. And then also he references love, loyalty to other song titles. There's constant, like... He constantly references other songs throughout this. I Maybe that's the whole idea of the cyclical fucking nature of life. Everything is tied to each other. And he says during this verse that if he has to, he'll kill somebody outside church. Even though he knows it's wrong, that that'd be close to God there, he'll kill someone outside the church. Then throw the blower in his lap, walk myself to the court like, bitch, I did that. Again, he's saying he'll do it and he'll shout it to the world. He doesn't care. That's the tired martyr. Then he says, ain't no black power when your baby killed by a coward. That's what he's talking about, your man whose son was killed. I can't even keep the peace, don't you fuck with one of ours. It be murder in the streets, it be body in the hour. Ghetto bird beyond the streets, paramedic on the dial. A ghetto bird is a term for like a police helicopter. Which is a clever line. Because a bird, like a helicopter is like a bird that flies in the air. But, yeah. Then he says, let somebody touch my mama, touch my sister, touch my mom. Basically saying, anybody touches anybody in my family, you should chip them, kill them, and throw the blower in their lap with the gun. That's a suggested fourth murder. But it doesn't actually happen, so I think it still fits in with my idea, idea of the like three murders. Well, I read that somewhere else. Now, in fairness, I, I can't say that's my idea. I read that somewhere, but I do agree with it. That the three X's stand for three murders. Then there's a break, and the beat changes, and he says, Alright, lady, alright, kids, we're going to talk about gun control. Pray for me. Damn. So he's saying, like, I don't know, it's kind of like it goes all innocent when he says that. Like, maybe he's talking about how kids are so innocent they don't understand what's going on around them then he says pray for me again focusing on how he thinks nobody's praying for him and he says damn I think the idea damn is it comes up many that word just comes up a lot throughout the album and it's the name of the album I think the reason that is is because it's an expression of shock shock that like his own emotions his internal processes and the world around him just shocked at everything that's going on the chorus by Bono was interesting. It goes like this. It's not a place this country is to me, the sound of drum and bass. You close your eyes to look around. That's a paradox, that last line. You close your eyes to look around. Like, that doesn't make sense. You can't look around if your eyes are closed. And I think there's a couple meanings to it. I think one is that politicians close their eyes to what's going on in the ghetto. Like, they don't actually help out there. They say the other thing that pretend to do certain things but they don't actually help fix the problems they close their eyes to the problem they focus on other things and i think it's also about how people in these areas in ghettos close their eyes they don't snitch so they pretend they don't see the atrocities that are going on around them, murders drug dealing etc they'll never snitch on people because that's like the, the code the ghetto code you don't snitch on people you close your eyes and you pretend you don't see what's going on around you in verse three 
the first few lines are insane. Hail Mary, Jesus and Joseph. The great American flag is wrapped in drag with explosives. Compulsive disorder, sons and daughters. Barricaded blocks and borders. Again, he's referencing God there. And he says, Mary, Jesus and Joseph. That's three people. Again, it fits with the XXX thing. It's all like this idea of like Trinity's trifectas. You know what I'm saying? Um, the great American flag is wrapped in drag with explosives. America is like overly um, militarized. So there's a number of cities in America where there's like loads of companies that produce like weapons and arms companies for the army. But like they started up around like the Cold War when like they were necessary like you needed loads of weapons to fight in wars but now there's no more wars and these companies are still going so like the weapons aren't needed by the government because they don't need that much weapons so they go to like the police um officers so this results in the policemen being overly milita- militarized so they're not really like policemen they're almost soldiers man and this creates huge problems this creates like big like this creates a divide between people like if you're in in one of these areas where like a a ghetto and you see a police officer and he's got a fucking machine gun on him you're not gonna go and want to go up to him and ask him for help you're gonna be scared of him so it like just further cements the divide between police officers and the people in the area and also it results in more murders and like there's a big problem with um police officers killing back people in america I won't get into that today, but I think that is another one of the reasons. Obviously, like, institutionalised racism is the main reason, but being overly militarised probably doesn't help. Is America honest or do we bask in sin past the gin? I mix it with American blood, then bash him in. You cripping or are you married to blood? So there he's referencing two gangs, the Crips and the Bloods, and he's referencing, like, just dishonesty. It's nasty when you set us up, then roll the dice, then bet us up. You overnight the big rifles, then tell Fox to be scared of us. Gang members are terrorists, etc., etc. I think, again, he's referencing um, your man. What the fuck did I say his name was? I can't think of him. Your pre- the president who flooded America with uh, drugs. Setting them up. Flooding the areas with drugs and then arresting them. Setting them up. And then tell Fox to be scared of us. So, like, people are painted to be out as criminals and gang members terrorists, but, like, they're not given another option. I don't know. They're not, like, maybe he's talking about rappers as well. Maybe he's talking about them. Like, rappers are in the media, are slated. Rappers are not given due respect as human beings. They're always, like, they'll give about out about their tattoos or their chains, and they're always p- portrayed negatively in the commercial media. It's fucked. And... Uh, even when the media do like give them due respect they just do it to make money off of them and then as soon as they stop making money they'll just fuck them off like it's that's fucked man anyway America's reflection of me that's what a mirror does and he rhymes he says a mirror mirror does like a mirror does like America he's trying to keep the rhyme scheme there it's interesting but yeah like that is one of the greatest songs of all time as well it's fucking insane this album's insane man like why am I not studying this in school why am I doing Paul fucking Durkin like I don't mean to go and be in ham on Paul Durkin like he's alright but he's kind of shit like Kendrick Lamar is a hundred million times better than Paul Durkin like that's a fact and like I just don't know why is Ireland so old fashioned that we still study old poets but we don't do music like at least like Bob Dylan or something man like it makes no sense they're such talented maybe it's because right Kendrick uh, doesn't use perfect grammar but if that's the case, that's stupid. Because he says, like, I seen and stuff, which is not perfect grammar. But, like, loads of poets use, like, neologisms and colloquial terms. They don't use, like, like, they use free verse. And they don't write, like, traditionally. I don't, it doesn't matter. I don't think it fucking matters if your grammar isn't perfect. If you can still say, like, make these insane fucking lines, like, sick venom and men and women. Ah, oh, Kendrick's on a different fucking level, man. Listen, lads, I think I'm going to have to do make this a two- or three-part podcast because I'm an hour in and I'm not near finished. So I think I'll put this one out this Thursday and maybe put another one out the following Thursday. Um, as always, fucking follow the Insta at my underscore parallax. Um, tell people about the podcast. Tell your friends who you think will like it. You can contact me on Insta. Tweet me at my underscore parallax. You can... Subscribe to the YouTube, but I don't post on YouTube anymore, so actually don't. 
just follow it's on all platforms it's on spotify and apple the two main ones but it's also on like google and loads of other platforms as well um listen to this album listen to this album in your own time look at the lyrics read the lyrics reflect on it because it's the greatest album of all fucking time i'm putting it out there people won't agree with me but it's insane and uh yeah come back next week come back next week and i should have part two out there may be a part three i have a like a good close on line about this album you're gonna want to listen to the very end of the last podcast because i have a like a summary of how i think that the whole album is uh kind of like i'll say this kendrick loses poetic devices and his rhythmical reverberations to mimic the oscillations of life the life cycles that's all i'll say all right come back next week anyway and uh just take it easy relax be sound